I'm Tefra Ajemian, the producer and host of the Yeah Podcast, a young adult lit review podcast focusing on amplifying the diverse voices in YA literature. Join us as we dig into the world of young adult books, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what YA lit can teach us at any age. Discover the world of YA Lit through exclusive author interviews, book reviews, genre smackdowns, and more. The Yeah Podcast, available through the Upward Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah! Some good Some good friends. The last episode recorded recorded in 2020, the best year of all of our lives. It, aren't we happy that it's it's not? Wait, what am I saying? Oh, I I fucked up my own bit already. <laughs> God damn it! I was. Oh, you know what? Screw it. It's gonna be 2021 soon. This is gonna come out in January. Everything will be different. Everything will be changed. Everything will be better. That crisp new fallen New Year's snow will be on the ground, and we'll be walking it, and cars will be quiet and. Everything will be crystalline, 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 crystalline sounds like a name. Crystalline sounds like an adjective. So we'll go with that. Everything will be beautiful. It'll be 2021. Vaccines coming. Uh, Joe Biden's coming. Omar's coming. <laughs> it's all going to be great. We're not here to talk about that. Nobody wants to listen to anything I just said. So we're going to talk to some friends of mine. Um, starting, let's get right into it. Starting with the first one. Uh, please welcome to the show my good friend, Nicholas Bunky-Hale. Welcome, Nicholas. Hey, Stefan. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so well. Uh, just really fucked up my intro, but, you know, that's in the past. And it's not... you, you know, you know, uh, you know, sometimes that happens, right? With uh, uh, When you're a professional, <laughs> when you're a professional, yeah. sometimes it, uh, it just doesn't work out. So that's all right. You keep going. And, and you would know because you are... A, pro- a former professional or a current professional? How do you classify yourself? You know, they keep talking about my comeback, and <laughs> I mm. never went anywhere. I was, I was right here. I mean, maybe I was waiting for the call, but, mm. uh, but, but I didn't go anywhere. I didn't go anywhere. Now, for the listeners who maybe are not familiar with the name Nicholas Bunky Hale, although so many people are, uh, you are an actor. That's right. Yeah, uh, I did most of my acting uh, uh, from the time I was uh, five. Till uh, just just about puberty. Just about. So no no age associated with that. Well, you know, puberty is a funny thing. Uh, sometimes it comes on gently, mm. and uh, uh, I'm thinking Ralph Macchio. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, and sometimes it, it sort of hits you like a freight train. Mm. And, and which were you? I'm thinking more along the lines of uh, Nicholas Bunky Hale. That oh, it, it, puberty hit you so hard that, as you know, as you know. Uh, mm. I did go through a quite a healthy uh, growth spurt at mm. 12, and uh, a number of the other uh, secondary male characteristics kicked in. Uh, I received a receding hairline. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, a hairy chest uh, and uh, some, some, uh, some bags under my eyes. Okay, yeah, just the yeah. classic male trope of bags under the eyes. And uh, uh, and a noticeable and a noticeable uh bulge. And when we're saying bulge, we're talking crotch area or beer belly? Oh, or both. No, well both unfortunately. Oh no. Uh, the, the unfortunate one was the beer belly, but the other one, you know, it's hard to play a junior high student. Uh, when uh, when comments are being made. Absolutely. Well, we've all seen Riverdale and know that uh, to play a junior high student, you need to look exactly the part. Uh, but we, we knew each other growing up. That's how oh, we, we met. Yeah. Well, of course, I was, uh, I was out of school a lot, you know, because I, uh, I was on location for a number of... Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, let's just, for the listeners, go over the title of the show that you were on. Hmm. Well, of course, as you know, you know, um, uh, I was more of a, uh, a character actor. I would come on for yeah. uh, a seven to eight episode arc. Sometimes, okay, episode arc. I had a number of failed uh, pilots, but most people mm. remember me from uh, the original uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, I was, uh, I was a kid who lived down the street. Uh, mm. 
in the opening credits, uh, Sabrina gave me a look and it sent me like uh, uh, sort of careening over a curb and I, uh, and I skinned my knee. That's in the, that's all in the credits. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I would sit up and look right at the camera and you could see me mouthing the words, ah, oh, crackers. Cause that was my catchphrase. Uh, I, and I do remember the credits that usually credits are known for kind of like quick cuts. Uh, but this particular sequence was all one cut, like 12 to 15 seconds just of this scene. My mom was my manager and she drove mm. a bargain. Yeah, well, I'll say. Yeah. So you you consider yourself a character actor from the age of five? You were doing those kind of oddball, quirky roles right right at the start. If, if you remember right, uh, I was um, uh, I was the the face of that uh, of that itch cream. Mm. Remember, it was called yeah. Uh, yeah, it was called no mo, no mo, no mo. Cream. and it meant no more itching. And uh, I was the face of it. And how old were you? This was your first, your big break, if you will. That was my that was my big break. I was uh, I was a five year old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and they would they actually sat me in a patch of real poison ivy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. A- and your mom was okay with that. My mom insisted. She says, "Look, <laughs> she said, look, this kid, this kid knows how to take a punch." And she didn't punch me. She never punched me. But she meant if if it had to happen, I was ready for it. And I'm telling you, from the moment she told me that's what I uh, was was destined for, I wanted it. I wanted to be a star. And I wanted for a fleeting time. Yeah, you wanted to take that punch. So, I mean, I guess you're waiting that call but we'll talk a little bit because i remember you know we were friends uh in kindergarten yeah uh, we were tight and then you you like you said you start you came to school less and less you were with the onset tutors and then i remember when you came back to town and everyone was like oh nikki little nicholas is coming back to town yeah and i, I invited you to my 13th birthday party and it was a whole thing well a number a number of people thought i was your uncle yeah, and they yeah. were like, who's this strange man? Well, I had all my 8 by 10s You know, I had all my 8 by 10s when I did that multi, multi-episode arc on Degrassi Junior High. Hmm. And uh, I played the, um, you know, the cousin of that one guy. And um, <laughs> it was mostly background, but I got, but I had, uh, you know, I, I had them crop it. Oh, and that became your 8 by 10 In my 8 by 10 My face is partially hidden by a locker door oh okay but but you can see you can tell it's me and as you know i uh, i set up my stand at your 13th birthday party to design for the for the fans well i remember a lot of the parents were very concerned they're like who's this fully grown man setting up a booth uh it's pretty creepy and he's selling photos of himself kind of peeking out from behind a school locker yeah (laughs) and my mom did dress me in uh you know uh, the, the 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 typical clothing of a thirteen year old, you know, short, mm. and uh, I think that was disconcerting for a lot of the, a lot of the, yeah. the kids, and then yeah. oh, I imagine, and then for me, I remember uh, we were opening gifts, and you bought me a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> well, I thought to myself, hey, you know what? Get them if you can get them. Me, mm. okay, if you got them, right. you. And as you know, that was when I. Um, was trying out to be the new face of uh, uh, smoke them if you got them cigarettes. It was- smoke, yeah, the people love a uh, just over twelve year old cigarette spokesperson. <laughs> it was a last ditch effort of, from the yeah. cigarette company to reach the youth market. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas, that was all the past. I want to talk about what's going on for you now. Oh yeah, now. Now I, I want to know: Is your mom still your manager? Well, she sure is. She oh, sure is. She uh, she wanted me to uh, say hello. Oh, tell Ruth her. to say hello. With I her. will. Yeah, yeah, I, I I will. She always she always appreciated you uh, not treating me like uh, well her words um, a freak. <laughs> you mean after after puberty hit you like a freight train? Yeah, when I was uh, when I was uh, well, you know what? Uh, she often says, "Well, kid, you took the you took the ultimate punch, puberty." <laughs> oh, and then oh, and then she laughs. She right, because she, she wanted that punch. She was itching for it. <laughs> yeah, I always said, "Ma," I says, "I says, Ma, you get behind the freight train if you want to punch me, because 
uh, chugga chugga. And there I was. I went right from, I went right from a rosy glow of a, of a, an 11 year old to the uh, sciatica of a late forties. Oh and I was uh, 13 and a half. Aww. Now was there, is there, cause this was like, it seems like a special puberty. Is, is it a condition or? Well, as you know, uh, as you know, I was uh, short for my age for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. And, uh, but I was getting just old enough where I could start working longer days, but they kept, uh, they kept passing me over, you know, for, mm-hmm. for the other child actors. Michael St. Francis and I were always up for the same role. Well, as you know, he beat me out for uh, the kids. Uh, the kids are home, uh, you know, that, that short running uh, uh, item on CTV. But well, at least uh, but, it was short running. Yes, but but my mom, she got a hold of uh, well, well, she calls it growth hormone. I don't know it. Uh, it sure, it sure, uh, it sure hurt when when, when she was injected <laughs> in my in my buttock. But uh, I suspect there was a mixture of steroids and mm. another uh, a number of other items, possibly testosterone, that uh, encouraged the uh, the growth. So. Right, I mean, uh, some of the human HGH, some of the greats have. That's what she said. That's what she called it. Well, that's what she called it. Yeah, just the unacronymized version of that. But uh, we got Sylvester Stallone injecting that in his butt in Australia. Um, Who else we have on HGH? You know, I did a uh, I did a day job um, Mm. uh, with with uh, uh, Mr. Stallone, uh, Sly, (laughs) if you will, and. Uh, he was not kind to me. Let's just say oh, that. No. Oh, yeah. What did he? What did he do? Well, um, I went up to him, of course, you know, and I said, hmm. "Mr. Stallone, may I please have an autograph?" And uh, he said, "Look here, old man," and he roughed me up a little bit, and I ended up, first, <laughs> I ended up head first in the garbage can. Oh, if you can imagine, that was on the um, the set of Rocky Seven. Rocky Seven. Yeah, it did not get wow. released. It did not get released. Some people blame what, me. Some people. What year blame was this me. in? Uh, this was in uh, ninety uh, uh, seven. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So they were already planning Rocky Seven before. Rocky <laughs> did I say ninety seven? I meant two thousand seven. <laughs> I meant two thousand seven. So this was recent. This was Team. a recent thing. Yes. Yeah, this was relatively recent. This was, what, you know, 13 years ago. So So you're getting roles. What kind of – I mean, we, we keep getting drawn back to the past, but I do want to talk about the future. What kind of roles are you getting now? It's mostly voiceover at this point. Oh. Uh, I, I uh, As you can see, as you can see, the uh, HGH has taken its toll. Well, it does appear that your mom is still injecting you. Well, yeah, she keeps thinking, uh, you know how uh, uh, in the old days, uh, if somebody had a, a mental illness, they would like put them in a situation that would drive a normal person to mental illness, thinking that it would reverse it, right? Knock them back to their senses. She felt Absolutely. the same way with the HGH. And okay. uh, as you can see, I'm I'm doing sort of a, um, a mid uh, a mid to late twenties, uh, Benjamin Button, <laughs> mm. which meaning that you're going backwards, or well, no. Remember, remember the very beginning of Benjamin Button. I have not seen that movie. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Do you, name the oldest person you can think of. Betty uh, Betty White. Yeah. Well, now make now. Okay, I look sort of. Uh, I would be an equivalent to uh, Betty White. If she didn't have all that work done. Oh, wow. Getting a little I'm so I'm sorry. Right. Look, after what she did to me when I uh when when I did uh, uh I, I was a feet uh I, I was a seat filler at mm. the uh at her Kennedy Center honors. And wow. let's just say that uh, her public persona uh is not what you get when you try to uh take fried oh, shrimp yeah. off her plate. Okay. Did uh, did you end up in a garbage can once again? I ended up in a garbage can. Oh my goodness! So we're tr- I'm trying to get to it. Just give me one role. Give me one role that you're doing now. Oh, right now, right now. Yeah. Well, what I'm up for a role. On? I'm up for oh, a role. What are you up for? So, uh, so we'll see. Um, it's a uh, it's an animated feature. I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be voicing the uh, the voice of uh, Bucky Beaver on. Uh, 
uh, on a CTV, again with the CTV. Uh, They're doing an animated uh, reboot of Littlest Hobo. So they're giving him a sidekick. And the Mm. sidekick's name, you know, remember Littlest Hobo? I remember very few of the things. German Shepherd, he's a German Shepherd who wandered around uh, the prairies of of the middle of Canada and helped folks. Well, they're going to redo it. They're going to animate it. And they need a sidekick. And they said, how about a beaver? to go along because that's Canadian. And uh, so fingers crossed. Fingers well, crossed. I hope it works out for you. Nicholas Bunky Hale, it's been great to catch up. Great to talk to you again. I'm glad you're still working. Uh, glad Ruth is still shoving that shit into your veins. She sure <laughs> is. Keeping you a, a wrinkly old raisin. Oh, she's calling me now, as a matter of fact. So. Oh, well, I mean, take the call, but hopefully you can stick around. I, uh, oh, I think, yeah. Um, some of the other guests can definitely uh, learn from your world uh, experience. Well, if anybody knows how to uh, knows needs to know how to take a punch, uh, <laughs> figuratively, literally, or uh, cry on command, oh. I was famous for that. So, and did that was crying on command uh, the result of a punch. That's the thing. I didn't even have to. It was just the oh. threat of it. My mom would say, she's a, she's a hoot. She'd stand behind the director and she'd clench her fist and, and oh she'd give goodness. me one of those, you know? And then she would take her index finger and bring it across her throat. And I knew what that meant. I sure knew what that meant. Uh-oh, car trunk, car trunk time. And that'll, that'll get a kid to cry. That'll get a kid to cry. Oh, Nicholas, we could unpack your complicated family history all day, but we have to move along well, to I my next it. friend. Hey, uh, stick around. Chime in if you got anything to say about <laughs> uh, any of anything at all. Uh, but we're going to talk to the second friend of the evening. Uh, please welcome to the show my good friend Prancer. Prancer, welcome. Hey, Stefan. How are you? Oh, good. And I know the listeners are wondering immediately, are you Prancer the Reindeer? Yes, uh, I'm the Prancer, the magical reindeer who pulls Santa's sleigh. Oh, and and what's going on? I mean, this... Let's pretend this episode is going to come out in January. And we'll answer this question as if it comes out in January. But on the off chance that it comes out in December, we'll also answer the question as if it comes out in December. So what's going on at the North Pole as if it's December? Um, well... Uh, I'm pretty busy, as you can imagine. I'm carbon loading mm. oh, okay. pretty hard. You know, we finished our training, and now we're really just gearing up for the big day. And what's the? Uh, you don't hear a lot about the uh, training that the reindeer undergo. I'm curious what this. Oh, looks like. it's very intense. I mean, imagine like Usain Bolt combined with Michael Phelps, and oh my goodness. Uh, we're doing pretty much all of that except we're reindeer. So Usain Bolt combined with My- Michael Phelps, this is the fastest man in the world, the fastest swimmer in the world, and also someone who is capable of giant bong rips. <laughs> <laughs> no comment on the drug use there, Stefan. <clears throat> mm. So is swimming part of it? We do do some cross training in, you know, the frigid frigid lakes of the Arctic. Yes. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. And and I I would imagine leading up to the big the big night, uh, December twenty fourth, uh, we uh, there's a lot of stress at the North Pole. Yes, there's quite a lot of hullabaloo. Uh, mm. You know, Santa is uh, getting quite stressed. He can be a little uh, touchy sometimes. You know, oh, the yeah. elves are uh, running around. We, the reindeer, because, you know, we've got a job to do. We've been doing it for quite some time. We really try and kind of disconnect a little bit, like try and mm. stay above the fray and really mm. just focus mentally load up on those carbs and just get ready. It's, it sounds intense. Now, let's pretend that it's January and let's answer <laughs> the same question. What's going on at the North Pole as if uh, the big night is over and in the past? What are we? What do we see there? Oh, well, we're all looking forward to it. We really we take a very long for us. We call it spring break, but it starts okay. pretty much December 26th, Boxing Day. Mm, yeah. It's like heard of it one of the happiest days of the year for us we really just like <sighs> relax lounge around enjoy some time in the spa uh, and then we all kind of just you know go out on the frozen tundra for a few months do our own thing okay eat the the arctic grasses and lichens and hmm. stuff for a few months until we come back uh for our summer training 
Interesting. Yeah. And and, uh, and in this time, are you hanging out with, I don't know what's the politically correct term, but regular reindeer? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, we spend so much time together uh, in the lead up to Christmas, me and the other mm. magical reindeer that like yeah. by the time Boxing Day comes around, we're all a little bit like frazzled and we just want to go our separate ways. Mm. So we kind of do our own thing on the tundra, honestly. Now, now it occurs to me, we have a we have a, a tight knit group of coworkers. Uh-huh. How many? There's uh, eight. There's eight, eight of tiny yeah. reindeer plus yeah. uh, Rudy Rudolph. Oh, Rudolph. Yeah. And so it, like, I, f- I feel like probably in any tight knit group of people who work in a high stress environment, there's probably tensions or gossip or cliques. What's the what's the drama? Amongst the reindeer? There was there was probably a 15 year period where uh, uh, like there was a lot of tension between like Donner and Dancer. Because okay. as you know, dancers, you know, up in the front, he, uh, she's the second reindeer, and mm. Donner was really gunning for her job, you know, mm. uh, or at least that's what she thought. There was like a lot of rumors going around. I really tried to stay above the fray, but like, there were a few Christmases there that were a little bit, a uh, little bit tense. Oh, it sounds like it. And then who who would be your kind of like? Your rock, your go-to person, or rain, your go-to deer amongst the reindeer. Oh, that's my girl Vixen for sure. I mean, mm. we've been paired up for oh, like two hundred years now, and you know she's my rock. You know, whenever wow. I'm getting tired, she's right there cheering me on. Uh, you know, she's the godmother of my daughter, actually. Oh, so uh, yeah, we're really tight. And what's I mean. It's been a long time since we saw each other, not since I was a child and yes. walked up onto the roof on Christmas Eve. Yes, little Stefan uh, came up on the roof. Yeah. You were, just, so, uh, you were so like sleepy and adorable. Yeah, and you actually saved my life because I was sleepwalking and I was yes. uh, I was going right over the edge. I just grabbed you, you know, grabbed the edge of your pajamas with my, my snout, my reindeer snout, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, pulled you away from the edge and uh, you patted my nose. It was great. It was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Magical. And so we haven't seen each other for a while. What? Uh, I didn't know you had a daughter. What's your daughter's name? My daughter's name is, well, I <laughs> I named her after my girl Vixen, actually. So, oh. yeah, just to really honor my coworker of so many hundreds of years. Well, and her godmother, I guess. So yeah. if, if, God forbid, um, something should happen to you, Vixen will raise Vixen. Yes. Yeah. Do a lot of the reindeer have children? Ah, uh, most of us. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. I've told you, of course, uh, mm-hmm. but all of the eight of us, the eight core team, we're all uh, female reindeer. So. It sounds like. Uh, it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's not not something you hear about a lot in our uh, patriarchal society. I no, honestly, uh, I don't know if it's just coincidence, but really, it seems like the one male reindeer, Rudolph, gets all the attention, mm. and then the, you know, the workhorses of the team, no one's mentioning them. Kind of passed over. So yeah. I mean, you you sound like you kind of have a bone to pick with Rudolph. What's, uh, what's his deal? Listen, it wouldn't be the first situation where you know you have a hardworking team of hardworking ladies, mm. day in day out, year in year out, century in century out, doing the yeah. job, and then all of a sudden you have one guy with a bright idea uh, strolling in, yeah. and who gets all the credit for saving the day? That guy, that newcomer. That guy. And then you go to that guy's boss. Guess what? He's an old white man, too. Yeah. He's not going to be hearing your complaints. Yeah, I guess That's he's the sure. new favorite in the in the stable. Well, I remember back in the day, I, I believe it was actually your idea, the red nose. Yeah. Yes. I thought, you know, uh, we're flying around in the dark for hours and uh, we need a little visibility. And of course, you know, in the, in the olden times, we didn't have electric lights or anything. So mm-hmm. yeah. now, now we've got a fairly high tech LED system going on. So, so rain uh, so, really hasn't been called up in quite a while. So Rudolph isn't flying with the, with the sleigh anymore? Nah, I mean, he, there, was, there was just a lot of drama with him and the other girls. In the end, you know, once we got electricity, few few decades ago they were really like okay rudolph you've you've done a great job get out of here wow 
Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. You might uh, you might remember Stefan that I did that photo shoot uh, with Rudolph and uh, and Santa himself for that uh, uh, for that long lasting battery. Uh, well, I yeah, I do remember that you took those photos, you brought them to my house, set up your table, yeah, and everyone was kind of it was uh, Thanksgiving, I believe, at that point, and everyone was kind of like, "Who's this grown man selling photos of himself?" Sitting I on thought Santa's it was lap? seasonally appropriate, but one thing I've got to say, uh, Prancer, I have to agree, uh, Rudolph uh, thinks a lot of himself. Honestly, he really went straight into the merchandising as soon as we were like, oh. "They're no longer needed here." It's like he was just waiting for that i suggested that he do some uh, rudolph uh, fruit roll-ups uh you know branding and uh he said that that was below him and as you can imagine i ended up in a garbage can ouch wait nicholas you know you know rudolph just that one afternoon photo shoot you know i got that oh. uh, yeah 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 for that yeah for, for that for that long lasting battery uh it's it was called it's on it's on Batteries, AAA only. That's the part that I said. That is a unwieldy slogan. <laughs> yeah, but but imagine a moppet. Imagine a a, a moppet like me uh, saying it, and then at the end going uh, because I use it and my and my robot toy breaks, and I go, no oh, crackers. Oh, and, and there's more. There's a catchphrase as well. As <laughs> there was a lot to that ad. These people really had their their writers working overtime. Uh, so Vixen, I'm curious. Prancer, Prancer. Prancer, Vixen is the daughter. It's a common mistake. Honestly, uh, Santa Claus uh, is always like, uh, daughter, no, blitz, no, uh, dancer. Like, happens all the time. Yeah, well, he's, he's getting up there in years. I apologize for, uh, confusing your name. Uh, you are, of course, the only reindeer that I know, Prancer, whose daughter is Vixen and whose best friend is Vixen, surrounded also by Vixen. Vixen. Yes, yeah. You will. Uh, I was often I, I, I was often mistaken for Ed Asner <laughs> as a young man. Uh, is that uh, relevant? <laughs> I'm just saying that all the stars, you know, we, sometimes we get mistaken oh, for uh, others. A case of mistaken anyway, identity. Prancer, this is your segment, Prancer. I apologize. I no apologize. Worries. Uh, it's no, an honor. I, I understand now. You were, you were also mistaken for someone else. <clears throat> the someone else happened to be a ancient man. Uh, what I was going to ask you, Prancer, is yes. um, you've been in the game for hundreds of years, centuries. Yes. yes. Any thoughts about something else? Retirement? A new gig? Uh, just going and living on the tundra forever? Honestly, I'm pretty happy where I am. I could see in like, you know, I got my eye on the year 2200. I'm kind of okay. thinking like that might be the time for a change. But mm. honestly, uh, since St. Nicholas developed this uh, technology for immortality for humans and reindeer, uh, I feel great. You know, I feel as good as I did about 200 years ago. So I figure uh, if I can keep doing the job and I love the job, why not keep keep it up? So every year I write my letter to St. Nick. And, yes. uh, you know, I only have one request. I said, I've been a real good boy all year. No, no naughtiness at all. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I ask for the secret to immortality. And year after year, for 32 years, I have been denied. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, St. Nicholas, as you know, if you read that book I got you, he was uh, mm -hmm. born back in the 200s. Yeah, And, you know, after he lived out the natural span of his life in Turkey, he wandered up to Lapland to work on his, his research projects, mm. uh, one of which was The Secret to Immortality. And uh, he spent quite a while on it. He eventually worked it out, but only specifically for humans and reindeer. And reindeers. But here's yeah. the thing. After a couple centuries, he was still getting up there. You know, he was immortal, but he was already mm -hmm. pretty old when he started this project. He he lost that dang recipe. Uh, and he's real embarrassed about it. Like everyone knows the elves like make jokes about it, but that thing's gone. He doesn't remember. Wow. That's so and I guess also lost is the secret of how to fly around the world and visit every child's house in one night. That uh that's still going on. It's actually oh, okay. it's commonly attributed to uh Christmas magic, but I can tell you it's actually advanced particle physics. 
Oh, oh wow, he was a very intelligent man. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's known, St. Nicholas is known as the patron saint of children and prostitutes, but he's actually also <laughs> the founder of particle physics and uh, the theory of relativity. Wow, that's a, a bunch of knowledge pops you just dropped on me. Yeah. Okay, all right. So I guess he's when he's flying around the world on December 24th, he's giving gifts gifts to the kids and, and checking in on all the prostitutes that's more of his so christmas day is really reserved for the flying around the world and then the rest of the year yeah he's he's checking in on the prostitutes uh repentant mm. thieves brewers oh, wow. children students those are all him Did you say brewers brewers yeah oh well i like him even more by the second right right he's he's Prancer. a man for all types you know a man i just wish that he gave the women in his life more credit you and me both. Maybe in in a hundred years or so, you know. Maybe in twenty in twenty two hundred, <laughs> feminism will have reached the North Pole. We can only hope. Uh, Prancer, it's been great to talk to you. It's a pleasure uh, catching up with now. you. You grew up. You're so tall now. I'm tall. Hey, but just so you know, still sleepwalking. Okay, so better watch out. Maybe I'll see you on the roof again sometime. <laughs> of my five story building. It's take care. Be you take care. Dangerous. I'll keep my eye out. Uh, we have to talk to my final guest of the night, and this is exciting. For the first time in the history of Some Good Friends, we have a returning guest. Please welcome to the show, you've met them before, my good friend Dylan LaRoche. Dylan, welcome back. Hey, Stefan, how's it going? <laughs> oh my god, I it's, it's, it's just had some great conversations, just learned a lot. What is new with you, Dylan? So for the listeners, let's recap. Dylan LaRoche, you are a confrontation expert. Correct. Oh, should I do the rest of the recap? I, or? I mean, you started it, Safan. I just assumed that you wanted to finish it. But yeah, I'd love to give my own CV. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm actually a, a confrontation surrogate, Stefan. Sorry, sorry. Um, which means that when people have uh, conversations that they don't want to have, they hire me to have those conversations for them. Uh, they're often very aggressive. I have my own way of doing things. Uh, I'm kind of a rebel like that. Mm, yeah. And uh, last time we had a great conversation. Uh, we learned all about your career. It was earlier in the pandemic. Um, and I feel like you were still doing confrontation in person at that time. I was. And how have things changed as we get into the long night of the soul that is the end of this pandemic? Ooh, let me tell you, Stefan, it's not the same business as it was oh, 10 months no. ago. What's it? What's changed? I mean, everything. I, I use Zoom a lot now. It's a okay. lot of Zoom confrontations, which you can imagine, it's a lot harder to surprise people with a Zoom confrontation because you have to send them a link and ask them to meet yeah. you there at a certain time. And usually they want to mm. know what it's about before they click the link. <laughs> yeah. So what, is it, what does it look like now? Do they come kind of prepared? No, no one's prepared for Dylan LaRoche. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So you still, you still got it. I still, I still got it. I, still, I just had to, had to change the rules of the game a little bit, you know? Learn to okay, fight, so, fight with the boys. Oh, so oh, that sounds like something Prancer could learn. From I a hear you, bit. girl. So, who are you uh, confronting these days? Oh man. So, like I said, it's a lot of Zoom confrontations, uh, mm -hmm. which brings a whole new set of issues. So, I used to do breakups, which I still do, but mm -hmm, uh, a lot of kids confronting their teachers during oh, Zoom class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of bosses confronting their employees about their kids being you know too much in the background and interrupting them <laughs> they right, feel uncomfortable doing it themselves if they feel like it makes them look like an asshole mm. wow that sounds intense so these kids who are confronting their teachers what kind of issues do they have don't get me started kids these days they they can complain uh, just about anything most of the time i just go in there and i have to say something like hey miss piss goblin i'm, I'm bored <laughs> I'm bored of this class. Your class is boring. And it just it right. feels like something they could do themselves, you know? Yeah. Well, if I remember anything from your from last time, from your techniques, it's all about narrowing in on that one uh, insult and, and repeating. So Piss Goblin, I think, would be very effective. Well, I got some feedback after the last show. Mm. As you know, I, I repeated the insult Milky Turd a lot that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sort of my catchphrase. Um, I got some feedback that I should should add some variety and that I should oh, be less fecal. So I've been working on some new, new, new insults or 
Yeah. So you went you went with uh, what's 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 the word fecal but for urine urinal. <laughs> your urine urinal. Urinal. There we go. Like uh, like glands. Yeah. Um. So something I wanted to kind of follow up on because you know last time we did find out that you uh, you were hired to object to your own marriage uh, by your husband to be or your uh, wife, but my wife to be your wife. Thank to you be. for I'm bringing sorry. it up. Really cool. <laughs> sorry. Well, no, I want to, I want to do a little check-in and, uh, see where you're at. Kind of like, are you, are you doing okay? You know, Stefan, I'm doing great. If, if Zoom has taught me anything, it's that mm. it's better to be cold and remote and, and to not have human touch, you know, like just don't care about anything. Mm. That's been going really great for me so far. Well, it sounds. Hey, I mean, you want cold and remote? Have I got a place hey? for you? <laughs> you got good Wi-Fi up there? Oh yeah, the best. Well, I mean, speaking of the North Pole, I mean, well, f- let's let's finish with this first, <laughs> Dylan. I mean, it doesn't sound like you're doing okay. Uh, being cold and remote, being cut off, self isolation—that's not good for anyone. Depends who you are, Stefan. That's yeah. true. Maybe, maybe, maybe specifically maybe. what type of creature you are. Maybe I'm a I'm a I'm a Saint Nicholas in the making. Saint Saint Dylan, I would also be the patron saint of prostitutes. Mm. And uh <laughs> and uh Brewers. Have you ever been brewers? hired to co- confront a uh giving a child receiving a gift, a prostitute, a brewer? What were the other ones, Prancer? Mm. Uh repentant Judas. thieves, oh, children, yeah. merchants. There's a whole bunch. Yeah, I've had to uh confront a lot of children actually. Mm. <laughs> uh, parents tend to be uncomfortable, especially if it's their first child. Parents tend to be uncomfortable. They don't know where that line is. So I have to walk mm. right up and be like, hey, Pus Goblin, you're not <laughs> getting what you want for Christmas this year. It's too expensive and your parents are poor. And then wow. if I'm feeling really cruel, I say, and you look like Nicholas Bunky Hale. So why would we even, uh, <laughs> why would they love you? Do these confrontations ever kind of go the other way? Kid, to, uh, kid to pair. Like, I don't know, you know. I, I'm writing a screenplay. I'm writing a screenplay, <laughs> and uh, it's all about you know uh, this fella who's uh, wants to confront his uh, his own mom about forcing him into uh, a life of uh, desperate humiliation. Well, this is this is perfect because I believe last time Dylan was on the show, we did do a mock confrontation of oh. a, uh, a child to their father. So I would love to see the same thing, kind of Dylan, if you're up for it. Now remember, this isn't me. This isn't mom, mom. Mm. This isn't this isn't me. It's uh, it's a screenplay, but I but I'd be willing to workshop it. Yeah, I I just I gotta be really clear on this one. You don't want to tell your mom that you love her, do you, during this confrontation? Oh, I do not. That's something that uh, there's that. That's a forced ritual. Yeah, because uh, I've grown all too tired of. <laughs> there's a there's another guy who specifically tells parents that their kids love them, and I got some real flack from that when I was on the last episode for stepping on his toes. So yeah, as long as you don't love your mom, we can do this. So why don't, uh, Nicholas, why don't you play the main character who's confronting their mother and Dylan will kind of get in there and I don't know, uh, Prancer, would you be willing to play the role of the mother? Sure. I am a mother as we discussed. So I think I can get in in that headspace. I I feel like you're a much better mother than the mother in Nicholas's screenplay. Well, it depends. I mean, caribou, uh, reindeer, also known as caribou, uh, Mm -hmm. mothers tend to sort of, you know, leave their kids off on the tundra after just a few months. So I think I can kind of relate a little bit to Nicholas's situation. I understand that's frowned upon in human society. Eh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So to recap, we have Nicholas playing the role of uh, not Nicholas, just another young man who has uh, needs to confront his mother. We have let's Prancer call him uh, let, let let's call him Crunky. Crunky. Okay, we have uh, Nicholas Bunky playing Crunky, okay. and uh, Prancer playing the mom. And uh, Nicholas, your mother's name is Ruth. Uh, what should be the name of the mother in the screenplay? Cruth. Cruth. All, all right. right, Dylan. Dylan, do you have all the information that we uh, that we need? Yeah. Am I here? am I directing? Do I call cut? Do I? what's my what's my well, why job don't, why here? don't well you're the confrontation expert so you're gonna yes yeah, Stefan, do... shut the fuck up and let me do this hey you run the Action. scene i will i will respectively back off here we go hello mother 
it's uh stop cut cut okay <laughs> already you're starting off weak mother you don't want to acknowledge a relationship with the person oh. you're confronting understood understood i get it i get it that's my motivation that's right i'm sorry i apologize i would recommend calling them something like it it yes hello it very good uh uh piss goblet uh pus pus muncher uh hey flatfoot that's a good one wow of the three i think that's the mildest it's actually quite rude to call another reindeer flatfoot yeah it's a cultural thing you wouldn't get it yeah yeah no all right start again okay okay action hey turd fuck Uh, I'm here to loofah your back. It's Thursday. Oh, hi. Uh, was it funky? Crunky. Crunky. I, Can I, I cut? cut? <laughs> uh, Dylan, is that okay if he cuts? You're the director. I here. mean, I'm not going to lie. I was going to cut it before that. I just wanted to see how it played out. But oh, okay. if he's if he's correcting himself, let's, let's see it. No, I was... Uh, okay. My name's Crunky. And you know it. All right. Turn around. No, cut, cut. What, You're doing what? the classic, the classic thing of doing exactly what the other person wants. Now, in this scene, we're gonna want you to do the opposite of that. You want to treat your mother like she's the uh, turd fuck. Is that what you called her? Yeah, pretty good, right? Yeah, that was. I was blown away by that. Very, okay. very natural. Uh, but you imagine she's actually a turd fuck. How would you treat a turd fuck? You're not gonna say it's Thursday the way no. you did. <laughs> could I? Could I chime in? Perhaps I could play the role of like cinematographer, mm. if that's okay with you, Dylan. You're, I'll allow you're it. Kind of, okay. Uh, perhaps uh, here's what I'm envisioning: we're we're doing a a slow pan in on the characters of Crunky and Kruth, mm-hmm. and uh, we're in Kruth's home. We're in the bathtub. Uh, we're preparing for the loofah, and perhaps in the corner we see a large garbage can. <gasps> no, no. That perhaps I don't know. Nicholas, this is this is your time. Dylan, back Gar- over to you. Please. Garbage can. Garbage can. Okay, okay, Crunky. You know, <laughs> you know what you gotta do. I do. All right. I hey. I love you, and you've got this. <gasps> Whoa. Scene action. <laughs> Turd fuck. It's I, Thursday. I, would you like some of this nice lichen from the tundra I brought you? What? You shut up. You shut up, turd fuck. Okay, no, no lichens then. Fine, sure. Look what I have, turd fuck. What's that? It's huh? an injection needle. Whoa. Ooh. Time. You know what happens on Thursdays. Let's skip the loofah and get right to the buttock. Wow. Crunky, I've never seen you this way. Your buttock, not mine, turdfuck. <laughs> and the injection what? begins. What's, oh my God. what's the reason for this, Crunky? I was only ever trying to help you. Help me. Look at me. I look like Ed Asner from Up. <laughs> You look just exactly like the one other human I've ever seen, who's St. Nicholas. <laughs> the resemblance is striking, actually. Can we cut for a second? Yeah. I no. think she thinks that she's, I think she thinks she's Prancer. In yeah, part. Prancer, you're playing a human woman. Uh, I'm yeah. just, I have very limited human experience to draw on here. I'm trying to really tap into my my motherly instincts, but you know, I just I want to give him some nice lichen. And hey, I like I liked it. You never know what to expect in a confrontation. Sometimes the other person they're gonna whoa, flip to it me, around on to you. Me he looks exactly like a normal human man. I don't see I don't see quite what the issue is. Okay, I'm okay. I'm 27 years old. <laughs> don't you understand? Okay, oh I mean, the man I know is is 800. He's just shy of 800 years old. Okay, so I get that that's unusual. 27 should not look like 800. Okay, okay, okay. I'm. I'm getting into character now. I'm a human. Your name is Kruth. I'm Kruth. Okay, no light. You don't like lichen? Because that's delicious. 
Cruz, I'm gonna need you to focus less on you. This okay. is for this is for the healing. <laughs> all right, this is all for right. The healing of 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 funky, crunky. I'm crunky. Okay, I'm. Rem- Maybe what we can do, uh, Prancer, is uh, have you channel a little bit more of that asshole Rudolph. <gasps> yes. Oh, and that, that is the prick. We need. Okay, here we go. Yeah. That okay. turd right. fuck Rudolph. Yeah. You're the turd yeah. Fuck. Okay, I'm on it. I got it. <clears throat> Action! Hello, turd fuck. (laughs) No, no, not at the door. Look to the window. (laughs) Excellent move. I thought you thought. Yeah, what about it? What about it? That's where I'm perched. Above you now. I'm perched at a high window. Okay. While you sit there. (laughs) Completely nude. Floating (laughs) in tepid water. Maybe I'll just fly up there and knock you off. Oh, wait. I You're not a fucking reindeer. I can't take it. I can't take it. Look, I have worked with some unprofessional people. Oh, my gosh. I worked with Julia Roberts. I've just never had to play a human before. You guys are so weird. You can't fly. You don't like mosses or lichens. What am I supposed to do here? Okay. You know, I've, got, no, no, no. I've got some good news. Uh, uh, Bunky... You don't need any more practice. Yeah. The move of perching on a high ledge while she floats naked in tepid water was beyond anything I've ever seen in an amateur. Well, that reminds me of the work I did in uh, in Lost Boys Four, where I played I played the littlest vampire. <laughs> yeah, you you got to You got to draw from what you know. Yeah, for a second there, I thought we made a breakthrough, but uh, you know it what just went right. It's okay with everybody else. I'm just going to go sit in the garbage can. No, Bunky, we tried. It's where I felt most comfortable. It's where I belong. You know, I hope one day you'll realize this interaction might have helped you with your, and I put this in air quotes, screenplay, uh, (laughs) in in writing this big confrontation scene. Well, you You never know. know. Maybe you just need to take some peaceful time, spend, you know, two, three months out on the tundra, really clear your head. It always works for me. I guess uh, when you're a reindeer, every nail looks like a, a tundra. What's what's the equivalent of that expression for reindeer? <laughs> when all you oh. when all you have is four hooves, antlers. Uh, uh, it's note. every patch of tundra mold looks like a lichen. That would be the reindeer equivalent. But you wow. Well, tundra or mold. like my mother always said, lower and to the left. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope in the context of the lupa, um, but we will let that be a mystery forever. Uh, Dylan, do you think we made some progress here? I mean, I think, I mean, I'm no psychologist, but uh, I think if Bunky can can learn to connect, you know, his his uh, his awareness of what he should do and how he should feel with what he actually does and actually feels, if he can erase that disconnect between his character and himself uh, and take that plunge, I really, yeah, I really think that turd fuck is going to get it. Wow. I mean, you said you're not a psychologist, but you sound exactly like one. <laughs> I think, I think I've, could be. I've seen, I've seen a lot of them. Wow. Well, Dylan, thanks for being on the show. I hope, I mean, clearly we kind of glossed over it to get to the role play, but you're clearly not happy. Uh, I want you, I, I hope by the next time you come on, you'll have made some connections. And uh, you won't be living this isolated life, but uh, we will see. I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Nicholas, and thank you, Prancer, for being You're on welcome. the show today. Uh, we're gonna take a short break, and we'll be right back after that. Hi there. I am Nick Hughes, the son, and I am James Hughes, the father. Together, we co-host Canada's Young Leaders podcast exploring bold ideas for our country's future. Our third and final season focuses specifically on climate change, how we got here, and where we need to go. We'll be speaking with young environmental leaders about the roles of governments, corporations, and individuals in combating this crisis, and also thinking about the role of the COVID-19 pandemic in the climate movement. So, if you're someone who is concerned about climate change and wants to learn more, check out Canada's Young Leaders a very proud member of the Upford Network. You know, sometimes like when you take off your sweater and your shirt comes up at the same time, 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, I hate oh, that. I uh, I did an episode with uh, Amanda McQueen and two guys from Ottawa and fully took off all my shirts. I got stuck. I got stuck in the head hole of my sweater, <laughs> and uh, it was it was very embarrassing. Uh, we're back on the air, I guess, starting now. So, Joe, I feel like you're someone who has met child stars. Well, Have you, you, ever met? you know that um, I've known. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of her name. You know that very popular gal. She grew up here in Lake Placid. I've known her since she was a little girl. Uh, Lizzie Grant is her real name. What's her? What's her? Uh, Molly Ringwald. No, 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 Lizzie, no, no. Lizzie Borden. No. Oh gosh, <laughs> she's very, very popular. Hugh uh, Grant. Uh, no, no, Del Rey. Monica. Um, Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. Lana Whoa. Del Rey. Really? Yeah, she grew up here in Lake Placid, New York. So and I you knew I, her, or well, well, I know her family. I mean, you know, I'm okay. quite a bit older. But uh, but like I remember when she was a little kid, when she used to be uh, like in like in the choir at the Catholic Church, or she was an altar server and the whole thing. Very cat, very uh, religious wow. family. Yeah. And and she would they would be singing the songs, and suddenly you hear her talking about California. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She would, yeah, especially especially with Christmas songs. Uh, yeah. yeah, there would be you know like away in a manger. Uh, became it sounded almost like the manger was located in um, uh, deep in Brooklyn, you know. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's pretty cool. And, and are the Del Rays still residents of Lake Pond? Yeah, but, they're, they're, but the last name is Grant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw her uncle today at the uh, Hannaford grocery store. <laughs> Holy shit! Yep. Did he have his eight by tens? <laughs> no. Uh, no. He. Um, what does he do? Oh, I know what he does. Well, I, 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 let's not give all the information about the Grant family out. But yeah, uh, yeah. if if I wanted to catfish Lana Del Rey, uh, like what's the mother's maiden name? Oh, yeah. No, if you, you wanted don't. to catfish her as her mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Lana. It's your mother. I, I, I always got the yeah. I always got the impression that it would be tough to um, get her to 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 answer her mom's friend request. Oh, I might be wrong. Yeah. Ooh, dirt. Yeah. Yeah, from the lake. Yeah. Oh, I do. Um, I also know the person, uh, who this is not. Anyway, this is sort of like uh, weird, uh, fame. <laughs> um, there's an ice cream stand in town called Custard Mustard and Brew. We call it Cut and Mutt. Gross. Um. Anyway, oh, Cut and Mutt. Oh, Cut and Mutt's <laughs> the best. Uh. Anyway, uh, that is um supposedly. Uh, where uh, Tish Friedlander was the very first person to put out a cup that said, remember, we're in the United States where we sell pennies. Uh, remember those old cups, though, that, that, that would say, um, need a penny, take a penny, have a penny, oh, need yeah. a penny? She, yes. uh, she believes that she's the very first person who put that uh, that cup out. So that's famous that in a way. Like a, a big hot lie. <laughs> Uh, a little bit, huh? And, but uh, yeah. somebody had to do it. Somebody had to be the first one. Somebody had to be the And first. Uh, I also know uh, the person whose dad invented the um, the Hawaiian Punch guy. And I don't know if you even know who the Hawaiian Punch guy is anymore. Oh, do you mean the Kool-Aid man? man? Uh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, no. Though, you know you what? Know I, think, I, I, I think the Kool-Aid man is a ripoff of the Hawaiian Punch guy. He, Could he's be. This, yeah, he's this guy who walks up to tourists, like really, really typical Hawaiian tourists. It's cartoon stuff. And says, how'd you like a nice Hawaiian punch? And the guy mm. says, uh, uh, would I? And then the guy like punches him, but it's like uh, like fruit flavored. Uh, so Kool-Aid saw that and they were like, let's put a wall in between them. Yeah. And there has to be violence. Them. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> it was a nice Hawaiian punch. Erica, I want to know, uh, first of all, um, yes. What are your uh, holiday traditions? And also, was all that stuff about St. Nicholas true? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, holiday traditions. I don't know. My family, we usually do a big dinner on the 24th because my mom's birthday is Christmas Day. And Aww. she didn't want to be in the kitchen on Christmas Day. So we always do the meal before, open presents the next day, feast on cookies all Christmas Day. No one was ever like, no, no, we'll cook. Yeah, I was day. just thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> As we got older, we started helping more. Yes, uh, yeah. that's an obvious solution to the problem. We know, you know, we know tomorrow's your birthday, and so we don't want to have a big meal. But don't worry about it. What about if you cooked yesterday? <laughs> 
did all that work today. No, Thanks. Obvious when you say it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. And is St. Nicholas really the patron saint of brewers prostitution? Yes, I got in a real people? Wikipedia black hole with regards okay. to St. Nicholas today. <laughs> Wow, As part of my uh, character background research. Uh, well, it really came through. <laughs> He's also the patron saint of pawnbrokers and unmarried people. <laughs> wow. Pawn I mean, the Venn diagram of uh, all of those people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the end of that joke. I'll think about it and get back <laughs> to you next it. week. Work on it. Ah, Julia, the, you're uh, the first person ever to repeat... Uh, repeated character. How did it feel to step into the shoes of uh, a previous person, character? Um, it felt, I'm still putting the voice on. Um, it <laughs> felt very, very, it felt very good. I didn't realize that it was the first time someone was doing a repeat appearance when I gave you what I was, when I asked you for advice on what to do, which character to do, you were like, oh, uh, I want characters to be recurring if you want to do the character you did last time. So I assumed mm. it was a thing that was regularly done. Well, I would like it to be. I mean, this was kind of a uh, a trial, and I would say it was a swimming success. Yeah. Uh, it uh, felt great. Love being here. <laughs> good. Oh, good. That doesn't sound sarcastic at all. <laughs> love, uh, love a good sarcastic tone of voice. Let's talk about what we have going on. Uh, let's start, uh, Julia. We'll just keep going with you. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, I do about? actually. So, one of the reasons I didn't want to do this character, or I was hesitant about doing this character, is I say things like piss goblin and fuck turd a lot. But uh, what I want to plug is I am running some Zoom sessions that are mm-hmm. kind of a mix between a TV show, uh, babysitting, and daycare. <laughs> so basically, okay. parents pay 5 to $10. I haven't decided yet. And mm. they get the link for a session. Um, I play games with kids. I do singing and dancing, or we sing and dance together, and other interactive stuff. So right. I know that kids are going to be kept home from school until January 11th in Montreal. So... Mm. Hoping that I can help out with that. And you can find these services at fuckturd.com. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, God. No, so I just made two different websites on two different platforms because I couldn't okay. decide. Uh, but let's go with Zoom with Juice. Okay. Oh, no, I lost it. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> oh, so you lost a website so quickly. <laughs> back to back to the drawing board. You have board. to keep paying for the domains. <laughs> um, it is zoomwithjuice.weebly.com. So Zoom ah, okay. like the platform with like uh, together and juice like Hawaiian punch. Weebly um, like the platform and, and dot com like the, like the <laughs> international convention. Uh, there's no actual juice in Hawaiian punch. I, I don't know that you can legally use that. Uh, uh, that metaphor <sighs> well that's great that sounds awesome so anyone who has kids uh i would assume there'd be less instances of uh, piss goblin and, and pus goblet and more just wholesome fun yeah i i do have a lot of experience working with young kids and i i do have a lot of experience putting away my personality and changing it for uh something <laughs> more suitable and fun yeah great awesome that sounds amazing uh joe what do you have anything going on yeah well um I'm putting together a uh, just we just uh, auditioned for a house team, uh, an online house team, improv house team that is with Montreal Improv, and I'll be yeah. coaching and uh, we'll be doing a uh, a long form uh, game uh, format like uh, like Harold format for people who are familiar with improv or or uh, possibly an Armando uh, format. So we'll be putting that together uh, with with the workshops starting in January. And uh, we'll have intermittent uh, shows and that sort of thing online as well. If anybody has any interest in uh, keeping up with that and being kept uh, abreast of uh, when those might be and other things I'm doing, uh, you can always follow me on Instagram at um, Improv with Joe Canto, J-O-E-C-O-N-T-O, Improv with Joe Canto. Cool. Yeah. Great. And you'll be teaching as well in January, right? Say that again, please. You'll be teaching as well at the theater in January online. Uh, yeah, on, exactly. Online. The, the house team and uh, possibly one yeah. other uh, class beginning in January. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad you are because otherwise I would have looked like a fool. <laughs> no fool here. No fools here. Uh, Erica. 
Anything? Hello. What do we have? As usual, Hello. not a whole lot going on over here. Based on stuff Great. that I've been enjoying, I would like mm-hmm. to recommend that every all the listeners out there revisit the music of Otis Redding. He's mm, great. Sure. Because, you know, maybe you haven't listened to him in a while, but man was a genius. Yeah. Uh, Otis Redding is uh, sitting sitting on the dock of the bay. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> great. Awesome. Uh, great plugs. Check out all those things. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for Joe Conto, Julia, and Erica for being on the show. And that's all for some good friends for another week. I'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, Bye. Stefan. Thank you. Those were friends, good friends of mine. I talked to them for podcast time. Those were friends.